Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn, and we appreciate y'all being with us tonight to uh, hear this message that I have for you. And I pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you, and pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Alright, so uh, what I'm going to do tonight is uh, I'm going to preach a little bit on The Lord hath need of you The Lord hath need of you So please go with me to uh, Luke chapter 19 Luke chapter 19 and we will read verses 29 to 36 Luke chapter 19, verses 29 to 36. Starting in verse 29, the King James Bible says this, And it came to pass, when he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat, loose him, and bring him hither. And if any man ask you why do ye loose why do ye loose him, thus shall ye say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. Verse thirty two And they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them. And as they were loosening the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why loose ye the colt? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the colt, and they sat Jesus thereon. In verse 36, And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. So this is the account of the uh, triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, are you afraid to be used of God? Do you think that folks will laugh at you? Are you not sure how to make yourself useful to God? Let's take some lessons tonight from a wild ass's cult. Okay? Now, remember this. 
first of all, that this wild asses cult had never been broken in. Okay, nobody, nobody sat on it before. Okay, let me show you something really quickly. Go to Job eleven twelve. Job eleven verse twelve. Verse twelve says in Job eleven, for vain man would be wise, though man be born like a wild ass's colt. Alright. Talk a little bit more about that later on. Right, when uh, when we get to that, all right. But number one, the colt was where the Lord wanted him to be. The colt was available. Okay, look at our text verses, Luke nineteen verse thirty saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering you shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. So, we need to ask ourselves, are we where God wants us to be? Have we made ourselves available to God? Look at Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6 and verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Now, we do not have to be Bible scholars. We do not have to be intelligent to be used by God. Look at Peter and John. Okay, go to Acts four thirteen. Acts four. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. So Peter and John were unlearned and ignorant men. 
Now look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse, let's start at verse 27. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. And here is why. Verse 29. That no flesh should glory in His presence. But of Him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. And then verse 31. That according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So we don't have to be intelligent. We don't have to be high upon the totem pole to be used by God. So let's be willing to be used by God. Amen? And then, the donkey, or the, the, the colt, had to be untied. Go to Luke 19 in our text verses again. Verse 30 and 31. Saying, Go ye into the village over against you, and the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, Whereon yet never man sat, loose him and bring him hither. Verse 31, And if any man ask you why do ye loose him, thus shall ye say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. So, maybe, possibly, I don't know, but maybe the problem is that you need to be loosed from the bondage and slavery of the world and, and, and sin. Just like that colt had to be untied. But remember that you know, if you are saved, you're no longer a slave to sin. But, you can still go back to it. You know, you have that free will. You can go back into the world and so forth. Look at Romans 6.18. Romans 6.18. Being then made free from sin, ye become the servants of righteousness. Okay, so this doesn't mean that as Christians, we are sinless. There's no such thing as sinless perfection. But 
we have made we have been made free from sin you know when the, the holy the holy spirit comes inside of us at the moment of our salvation and he cuts away the soul from the flesh that sinful flesh and now when a saved person commits a sin it's not them doing it it's the flesh all right but you know we have the liberty to choose not to sin and go back into the world but to choose to please God but now for an unsafe person all right, their sins have not been forgiven a safe person their sins are forgiven past present and future all sins but an unsafe person their sins are not forgiven Right? And they will die in their sin without Christ. And they will wake up in hell with no opportunity ever again to change their minds about Christ. But remember this. Think of wild asses. They run around late at night. You know, when I was in the Navy, my, my first nine years maybe in the Navy. And maybe two or three years after my salvation, I did this. I, I ran around at night. No, and went from you know went from club to club, bar to bar, and and, and drank to my heart's content, you know, and and, and uh, got as drunk as I wanted to, and and, and um, but praise God, you know, I never got in trouble for that. I can't. I came close. You know, and that was a wake up call for me, and that was after my salvation. You know, and God used that to wake me up. Praise God. All right, but um, you know, wild asses—they run around at night. All right, and they are one of the most stubborn creatures. You know, in the in the states, I I don't know if they still have it, but um, there used to be a game called donkey basketball and um, each team the players on each team right they uh, they had a donkey right and uh, and to start the game each team had their donkeys right uh, at uh, at each basket right and then the referee would put the basketball at center court where they do the jump ball in regular basketball I right, put the basketball there and then the teams had to drag their donkeys to midcourt to try to get the basketball and you should see it's the funniest thing but these donkeys are so stubborn they they don't want to go anywhere you know and and you you pull they pull on their 
on their reins. The players do, but the donkeys don't want to go anywhere. They fight against it, you know, and and it's it's funny. All right, but uh, but wild asses, they're stubborn. But this brings me to my next point. The colt was not stubborn. Luke 19.35 And they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments upon the colt and they set Jesus thereon. You know, for us saved people, you know, those of us that have put our faith and trust in Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, the Lord will want us to do something for him. But because of our stubbornness and uh, and being big headed and and all of that, um, maybe a lack of confidence, you know, whatever. I, I don't know, but um because of being stubborn and big-headed you know we argue with God why me lord why me you know and that reminds me of Moses you know Moses had five excuses as to why he could not go to Egypt and you'll see those in Exodus chapter 3 and chapter 4. But is it, who am I? Who am I to go for you? I'm nobody. You know, and then number two, who should I say sent me? I don't know who sent me. And number three, they will not believe me. Number four, I'm not eloquent in speech. And number five, I have no inclination to go. Send someone else. And Jonah. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach for him. Nineveh is a wicked city. But God wanted Jonah to go there and preach for him. But what did Jonah do? Jonah went the opposite way. He got on a ship to go to Tarshish. Naaman, a leper. You'll see in 2 Kings chapter 5. Right? He argued and pleaded not to go wash in the Jordan seven times. You know, he was told to wash in the Jordan seven times and he'd be clean. But then, no. You know, that water's nasty. There's got to be a better place, a cleaner place than that. But then he, he ended up going into the Jordan and washing seven times and he'd become clean. You know, and... You know, this reminds me of myself also. 
you know, I I knew that I had a calling from God. You know, the Lord called me in 1997 to preach for Him. I was saved in 95. Lord called me to preach in 1997, but I kept telling the Lord, Lord, thank you for for this, but I can't do it. You know, I I can't get up in front of people and and talk. You know, I get stage fright and you know I freeze and and I forget what what I need to say and and I just I can't do it. But thank you though. And and you know, I did this for 14 years until 2011 when we came here to the Philippines. But. I want to praise and thank the Lord, though, you know, for not one time giving up on me. Not one time. So if you're like this, you know, you're running from God, running from your calling, being stubborn, I urge you to just... Just do do what the Lord wants you to do. There is nothing like serving the Lord. Amen? Nothing like it. But now, stubborn, the word stubborn, you know, um with uh with dealing you know with the law of first mention. The word stubborn is found in the Bible five times in five verses. And you you know what the number five means in the Bible? The number five in the Bible is the number of death. So stubborn is found in the Bible five times in five verses. The first time being Deuteronomy 21.18. And the last being Proverbs 7 verse 11. Alright, so let's, let's look at the first time, the first mention. Deuteronomy 21.18. Deuteronomy 21:18 Verse 18 says, "If a man have a, have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him will not hearken unto them, so stubborn and rebellious son. See that there? So what stubborn means is unreasonably obstinate. Remember Romans 12? Look, look at this. Romans chapter 12, I believe. Let's see. Romans 12. Yeah, Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In verse 2, And be not conformed to this world. Remember what we talked about earlier. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
So stubborn is unreasonably obstinate. Now think about this. Just as the Lord needed this wild ass's colt, He needs you and me as well. Now, how can you explain that? God who is self-sufficient, He created the universe everything that's in it by just speaking it into existence but yet he chose to use us to preach for him you know God has a purpose for each and every one of us our calling is a holy calling from God. Not by our works, but for His own purpose. Amen? Look at Let's see. Where is that? Um, hold on. Second uh, Timothy. Yeah, there you go. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And let's read verses 8 and 9. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. And then verse 9. Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling... Not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But how do you explain God, who is self-sufficient, created everything in the universe by speaking it into existence. How do you explain that He needs us? I praise God 
for our calling. But it's it's hard to explain. Amen. So let's you and I let's make ourselves available and be willing to be used by God. Amen. Let's be like this ass's cult. Amen. All right. I will go ahead and uh, stop right there. Thank you so very much for being with us today. Thank you for your, your prayers for us, our families, our ministries. Uh, please continue to pray for this podcast that the Lord will continue to use it mightily for His glory. Right. And uh, if you have any prayer requests, uh, please let us know. You know, you can go to um, our, our Facebook uh, groups, uh, pages, um, whatever the case may be, and just, just let us know. You know and uh, rest assured, we will pray for you. Amen. All right. Thank you so very much. Until next time, God bless you.